All right, so it's time to conduct our preview for Jolly Beggar Stakes Day. We're recording at 11 a.m. on Thursday, September 3. We've got a Northern race card coming up this afternoon. Nine events scheduled at Belmont on Saturday. It's Cup Day at the Gascoigne Junction on uh, on Saturday and Coolgardie Cup Day in the Goldfields this Jeez, Sunday. I love a good cup in the Goldfields, I tell you what. Absolutely. I think we'll be peaking by the time the, uh, the Hannans and Kalgoorlie Cup come around, so I'm... Uh I'm an excited young man. So we've got a little added bonus for listeners. Yeah, later we'll, do, we'll have a quick look at the. I haven't, I haven't done the deep dive personally. But we'll have a quick look at the um, the hundred or hundred twenty thousand dollar Coolgardy Cup. If you hang around to the end of the preview, I think so. Um, interesting return with come play with me, but uh, yeah, we'll touch on that later. No worries. And for anyone wondering where in Western Australia is the Gascoigne Junction. I've just Google mapped it. It's two hours west inland from Carnarvon. So, yeah, good luck to everyone who's trekking to the Gascoigne Junction for their once-a-year picnic race meeting mm. and cup day, I imagine, be a bit you of got, fun. You out got out there yourself? Never been. No, neither have I. Never been. Might have to put it on bucket the list. bucket list. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Next, next year perhaps. But Yeah, yeah we good. can record from out there perhaps. <laughs> you reckon we'll get <laughs> I'm see like, I'll see if I can get a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can finally show everyone how good I am. I've often talked about it. I think I heard uh, Scotty Embry saying on Sky yesterday that Ash Maley was taking a team to the junction. Oh, so, well, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, he does. He's got a few. He's got a few runners in. So, anyway, everyone enjoy uh, an enjoyable festival of racing coming up this weekend, Guru. Moving on now. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes. Also, a reminder: we're teaming up with Market City Meets for a new promotion. If you spend fifty dollars or more at Market City Meets, please send us a copy of your receipt via direct message at the one one pod on Twitter, and you'll be in contention to win a giant meat pack valued over $300. So this draw will be conducted to coincide with the return to Ascot on Saturday, October 10. Multiple entries are allowed. Uh, so make sure you get that um, those entries in if you spend over $50 at Market City Meats. And um, yeah, the more entries, the more chances you've got to win. It's the Ascot's Back Giant Meat Pack competition. So yeah, looking forward to that. There'll be more information displayed on our Twitter feed over the weekend as well. So my pre-markets preview, the leg up, that was released at 7 a.m. this morning on bestbets.com.au. is also available on the Ausrace website. Terry and Daniel Cripps, they will be combining forces later today to record the Wild West, <laughs> available on the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au. First thing tomorrow morning, Terry, you and Cripper are also representing everyone here in we Western Australia in the State of Origin series. Give us an update, mate. I'm uh, not really big on giving an update at the moment because we haven't had to collect yet. But um, look, it's a marathon, not a sprint, BJ. Uh, we have had three bets. We've, we sort of attacked early on. We sort of went with a strategy. We were going to maybe look at our best bets for bigger stakes rather than sort of diversifying. And they've all run second, uh, OBH, Western Temple and Gunna Go. So we're not far off it. Um, but we have one at Northern today, which will probably run and done by the time this comes out. But we don't mind a couple this weekend so uh, stick with us we've got eight weeks to go and we're still very confident that we can get over the top of those uh, mugs out east bj all right who's 
leading the way at the moment. Is it still South Australia yeah, on top? Yeah, they had that big collect early on. Yeah. Um, they found a, a nice uh, a nice $20 pop, but uh, there was a good bit of banter about um, they accidentally put Amarissa. Um, I saw that. Under, yeah, under, under, and under a few, I've had people messaging me saying, should I take the early, should I do this? And I'm just writing back to everyone going, it's not my tip, it should be Victoria's. So, um, no, we had a bit of fun with uh, with Cam from Victoria about uh, Amarissa. I actually put up 50 to 1 for him and he, and he had, a little, had a few bucks on and he actually he got the price because it traded a closer to 30, but um, yeah, I don't I think it's finished and the race is about 18 hours ago now wrong still, uh, still wrong Brad Graham horse you sure they didn't just yeah didn't should have been right? well should have been talk tough surely bless its, little, bless its little art as well but yes it's, it's very exciting going forward uh, with State of Origin and I'm I'm still very confident the Sand Grovers will get the job done just right just just a very cool it pipe, is a cold pipe, ride yeah ride, hands yeah. and heels we're going to pull yeah. out with about 200 to go and just go uh, whoosh car okay bit, like, bit like a secret plan yesterday yes, exactly yeah. right geez that was something wasn't it sure was um, for anyone else that wants to get a hold of the one one it's available on all apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, soundcloud and all other major podcasting platforms please subscribe rate and review bj okay let's get cracking on jolly beggar stakes day belmont the 5th of september what are we doing uh, we had a little bit of rain earlier in the week yesterday at belmont was rain affected no rain scheduled for today or tomorrow i think it's pretty fine leading up to the meeting the maximum of 23 has been predicted mostly sunny the rails out in the three meter position how are you expecting belmont to play on saturday terry um probably like it wishes it was ascot um i uh, i'm expecting it's a good four no rain after wednesday bj i think we should see a pretty nice fair track um when the rail's been at two three four five this season it has been relatively fair if not even a little bit off pace uh interestingly but um no we're not gonna try and um overthink the track when we've got a nice uh nice dry patch leading up to the meet all i will say though yesterday bj was at the 13 meters and we got an absolute like ice 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 cold rail the rain might have had something to do with that but it was ice cold from race one when there hadn't been any work on it so i hate it just it's just crap it's just really really crap for um punters it's just it's just it's no fun if we're just going to get such definitive lanes that are either um ice cold or red hot so did it even up no. during the day? No, it didn't. No. So no, what, the, what, what is, the winner Pooley was just a very good victory yeah. on, a, on, a, on a cold rail. So <clears throat> no, it certainly didn't. Horses like time scale early on first moment. We'll talk about it later on in horses to follow actually. But um, there's a lot of big forgives and a lot of runs on that inside pad, um, which should be given a lot more credit than they um, than they probably will be. Bit of trench action too yesterday, yeah. about 13 metres. Yeah. A few horses featured in the stewards report, but the one that caught my eye mostly was Pooley who um, was going to win uh, by panels, uh, sort of bounded and put in an awkward and changed stride at the 150-metre trench there and uh, sort of lost momentum for a stride or two but then was kept going and was just, just too good. But, yeah, there was plenty of horses who were impacted. And, and again, it does seem to be more prevalent the further out the rail is pushed. Mm. And at the 13 metres yesterday, it sort of came into play, especially with that the rain leading into the meeting as well. But uh, hopefully back to three metres on Saturday, drying weather in the – three, two and a half days leading up to the start of the meeting and hopefully it's a fair and reasonable surface. Yes, that's what we're going to allow for. Uh, let's not overthink it, I reckon. Let's just hope for the best. Race one, free entry to Belmont Park Maiden, 1,400 metres. Usually we're not overly huge fans of the Maiden. Oh, but uh, we, last week. Last week they were quite good to us, yeah. Terry. So. First of all, touch on the name of the race as yeah. well. Free entry to Belmont Park Maiden. They can't charge. 
Surely. They can't charge. It's a construction site. It's like, yeah, it's like charging you to come around my house, dang out, which we do every second week. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a construction site. Exactly right. So you should uh, you should be given a hard hat yeah, when you enter it. Should anything, be PPE so. and all that. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Anyway, horse racing. Uh, what have we got here? Well, I uh, I quite like this race again, actually. Um, Bernard, um, I'm big on a jockey change, um, as as you're aware. It's one of my major uh, go tos when we do the form. Sometimes just pull the dartboard out and um, and look at the the jockey changes. But no, we I really like the last few runs of uh, enduring moment. I think most people will be on a very similar page here. Um, Oh, we should first of all mention there's going to be a scratching of the slug. My horse is going to be coming out um, by the time this goes uh, live. I think it would have been withdrawn, but the slug will be coming out. Uh, we're saving um, saving the slug for uh, a maiden next week at Northern. We didn't think this was overly winnable. This is actually a pretty good little maiden. Keep the powder dry. Keep the powder dry. Mm. Exactly right. Um, but enduring moments, um, the runs at this campaign have been uh, have been huge. First up, deep when big money came against so sweet. Way. Deep again against Foxhood, just went down narrow margin, and last time out um, has run second to Fiery Water after being held up for the, the best part of the straight. The race was all over by the time Jerry got out. I think if you swap the run of Fiery Water and Enduring Moment, you swap the result. So um, Chrissy Parnham going on for Jerry Noski is just that's just worth panels um, in my mind. Yeah, unfortunately, it was three strikes. You're out for Jerry, wasn't it? I think it might yeah. have been, and I'm not sure if Jerry is Jerry riding in not Junction. Sure perhaps junction, yeah. that's also the possibility. But um, for whatever reason, um, I know that Chris actually because Chris would probably would have ridden ours actually, but Chris has jumped on, and this yeah, she's looks, going to the Junction actually. Oh, there yeah. you go, full card up there. Mm. That's exciting. We'll go through that. We'll do the Junction podcast straight after this one <laughs> as well. So, love the dirt. Uh, is it dirt? Conjunction? I would say so. I have to I be. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, yeah, very keen enduring moment here. I think they uh, can settle midfield and be too strong. The danger for mine, the big danger is Yammer Tai. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Waters and Alay Alay. It's a good horse to call for Darren, isn't it? Uh, the form line uh, behind those two is super strong. Um, Great Waters didn't flatter yesterday, but ran second to Giant Leap after winning uh, his maiden, and Alayale came out and won again yesterday. So the form does look really good there, but um, I, I do think there was a real uh, – he had a real right – she had a real right, sorry, to um, to run into second place when getting the run of the race um, on the back of Lincoln's Law that day. So pretty keen enduring moment. I have marked him $2.50. I've marked Yamatai 380. I'm happy taking a little bit of a set against Wardian. So um, my plan is to, to hop into enduring moment at around the 3 bucks at the moment and try and even save on Yamatai because I'm a bit piss weak like that, BJ. Okay. Yeah, I am with you here, Terry. Enduring moment. Luckless, luckless, luckless. Chris Parnham going on. Deserves to get the rub of the green on Saturday. From a, from a mid-draw, Chrissy Parnham riding with supreme confidence at the moment. Should be able to get a nice, nice toe into the race. So just in regards to pace in this race, Terry, have you got Yamatai maybe leading? Uh, I think what we're going to see, and I was actually disappointed this horse didn't go a bigger price. I thought it might be one that skipped under the radar, is I think Fair Rouge is a better horse out in front. So okay. I'm expecting, even though after 28 days, I'm expecting him to be a bit more aggressive with Fair Rouge from a seven. Um, I'm expecting uh, Miami City to maybe from the wide gate come out and show a bit of speed. It pulled pretty hard on a slow speed last time out. So when you draw that wide, you sort of got to think, well, we can jag back. 
in a race that looks to have a lack of speed again. Again, I probably overthink this more than the trainers do. Mm. So, Or we can go forward and maybe park in the breeze outside a horse like Ferries or even find the top because it showed enough speed in its trial despite end up going back in the trial. So I, I think those two are the most likely, but I don't think Durant will be telling Clint not to lead. Yeah. If, if the front's on offer, um, I think he'll be, we'll, happily, um, we'll happily stay there. Okay. Yeah, I just, just thought that um – there's no real obvious leader, so he yeah. might just end up there just by default, but uh, she might rather, Yamatai. But regardless, I'm, I, th- I think this is the race for enduring moment. I actually think that Wardian is the biggest danger, has been pretty costly really to follow. It's three starts to date, but the lugging bit goes on. Probably laying in, probably cost, cost her the win at Pinjara behind House of Serenity the other day. Stevie Parnham had his hands full trying to keep her going straight. Lugging bit goes on, that might straighten her up. But for me, I think it's the race for enduring moment. Wardian is the biggest danger for mine. Very good. Difficult ride from Steve from nine. That was the main reason. If Wardian drew a gate, I probably would have looked to play it differently, but I've really looked at the mapped horses here. Um, So, yeah, enduring moment, pretty keen, and uh, I'll be looking to save on Yamatai if I can get mid fours, but just save. It'll be uh, all profit on enduring moment. Yeah, and for my my price, I was $3 enduring moment. Okay, that was $2.50. All righty. Race two is the Crown Perth Plate for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. I thought this was quite an intriguing little contest, this one, Terry. One of the more interesting races on a challenging day at Belmont Park. Jolly beggar stakes day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. This was a really interesting race to do. I, In the end, what what it came down for me was being able to put a line through, and it's not a pen line, it's a pencil line through so many. Mm. Um, obviously, the, the trial of Dom to shoot is going to be one which most people see, and um, and it was obviously highly impressive. But there's you've always got to be wary about a two-year-old returning. Uh, we've seen some, some pretty hot trials, and they've – from the returning two-year-old brigade, and they come out and they just simply don't fire. Um, they just don't fire fresh uh, in their early three-year-old season. So um, I'm wary of that. Also wary of the fact that he's got to carry 59 and a half, and that's a fair impost from Barrier 7. So you've got to think Pat's likely to end up rearward from that and he's going to probably have to circle a couple of pretty sharp ones. Um, but in saying that, there is a stack of speed there is. Uh, in this race. So I, um, I didn't know what to do map-wise <clears throat> with this. Well, I mean, the, the first start is Indigo Blue and Fanta from one and two, showing enough speed in their um, trolls, especially Indigo Blue, yep. to suggest that they could try and hold the front. But um, our boy Dylan from eight, blinkers go on. I'm expecting there'll be more aggression from the Neville Parky yard there, and they'll look to go forward. And then your two widest runners, How's a Serenity from nine and the White Witch from 10. I don't think either will want to be too far from the speed. It feels so. like a three-wide line, doesn't it, somewhere? It feels, it feels ugly. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, and it, to me, it feels like the White Witch will probably lead the three-wide line yep. from barrier 10 unless Chloe can, can slot in. So um, there should be a fair bit happening here. But, um, look, I'm, I'm really big on um, the, the midweek win of Eliminate. Yep. I thought that was something else. Um, I, I know Billy Ray didn't turn up. Dollar twenty four pop on that day, Billy Ray. Not something I want to discuss in real in-depth detail after my uh, – little uh, foray onto Twitter and Cripper dobbed me in pre-race and I declared it for the uh, Kingston Town before it uh, before it even went round. But um, that Billy Ray form, I know this is might be a slight stretch, but if you go back to the, the win of Secret Plan like you mentioned yesterday, it trialed against Billy Ray uh, in April and I think that form line and those trial form lines are going to be really strong. I'm gonna, I'll be, I'll be someone that's going to be forgiving Billy Ray probably next time. I have to, absolutely. Next time, 100% yeah. we're going to be forgiving, but I still think eliminate – was a better, obviously was a better run. It comfortably uh, beat him home. But um, 
eliminate looked very sharp, very special. Um, I think there's going to be big improvements. Second start, it's always hard to debut over 1,200. Take a sit. I say it's very difficult to to take a sit on debut and win because you're not really taught that. Um, you're not really educated in that manner. Um as a youngster, so I'm expecting massive improvement from Eliminate, and I'm expecting quite a strong uh, level of support for Eliminate too, BJ. So I've um, I actually marked Eliminate two dollars eighty here, and I uh, yeah I've been chipping away a little bit, but um, yeah, still above my price at the moment. I think Chris Parnham sits midfield and just goes whooshka. Mm, so some of the some of the numbers on the early markets was eliminate 460 into mm. 320 and dom to shoot 290 out to 390 so interesting how that has sort of shaped in the hours since those markets have come out does that have a fair bit to do with you yeah i'd say so yeah <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah so yeah i'm with you eliminate after her win i, I um i had a bit of the I had to go back and have a look at another look at her trials mm. and her, her trials were a lot lot better than i actually gave her credit for especially when the blinkers went on under her second trial uh, behind ain't i a woman um chris really took a hold late didn't yeah he? yeah i didn't really actually look at the trials in depth either because yeah. i just got i had the blinkers on i was that's probably as deep as i've ever been in a vortex with uh with billy ray so yeah yeah i had the i had the, the week off um with my back complaint and so yeah, I we just, should back anyway the, the, it's it's a little bit rickety, Terry. Mm. I think it's going to be a bit of a slow process, but um, it's going to take it one week at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Until it gets back to its best, one minute at a time at the moment. But um, but yeah. So I just when I saw the result and I saw the way that eliminate one, I thought oh, that's curious. I better go back and check this out, look a little bit deeper. And um, yeah, the signs were there in her trials and. The interesting part was the drift, seven fifty to fifteen dollars. <coughs> that yep. was purely Betfair related because we saw we saw Billy Ray basically early markets a dollar sixty. I think one of the the, the corporates you can't really get on went up a dollar eighty five. Which yep. if yeah, I would have, I actually would have been broke if I could have got on that. So that was some silver lining. We're always looking for silver linings. Um, but I think Billy Ray's end up trading a dollar thirty two type thing. And when you're talking a horse trading a dollar thirty two, you're taking up. What's that? My mouth's not good enough. Seventy percent of the market. You're taking up so much percent of the market. So the other five runners or six runners in the field mm. had to squeeze into that market. So they naturally, basically, all have to double in price. So that drift is caused by the firming for another runner. So, but I just thought it, I thought it was interesting that Zadok sort of did it hold its price? It's did it? Relatively, yeah. Okay. It was like six fifty. Might have been the race experience. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe Neville only told a few select. People, we've yeah, got a, we've got a sharp one here, and yeah. uh, and they're not uh, not big investors. Maybe they don't have Betfair. Maybe, maybe, but anyway, she just sort of Chrissy Parnham sat her back, watched basically everything, just that whole mess unfold in it front was of pike like, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> cut away and just it just let down like a class filly, really, mm -hmm. didn't she? So, mm -hmm. um, for me, uh, race experience. Um, Neville Parnham obviously spoke quite fondly of her post race. And um, just, yeah, looks like she's been, she's got a sense of timing, this particular horse. So eliminate, I'm expecting her. And considering she only won a midweek under the set weights and penalties, she gets in really well yep. at 55 kilos compared to Dom Deschutes, 59 and a half. And uh, Starfield Impact's obviously 60 minus Romoli's three kilos. But just looks like the weight horse, sense of timing, as I said, I reckon Eliminate can win again. Just found it hard to find anything else to back or price in the market. I've got Dom Deschutes a clear second favourite, mm. six bucks for me. Starfield Impact, $8.50. Thought Starfield was really, really good, chasing a hot speed with no cover last yep. start. Yep. Lactar's drawing under him here, 
can tuck away. But I thought I just one worry, might be there on the yeah, hundred percent. I, I just worry how well um, Starfield Impact has come back. Might not be quite the same horse as she was as a two year old. Um, but I very simply I managed to get eliminated to two dollars eighty because I just couldn't find um, any other strong just horses in the market. Wound everything out. Yep, yeah, exactly okay. right. So. Yeah, well for me it's um, eliminate on top. Dom to shoot the class. Well, yeah, Dom to shoot and Starfield Impact are the class runners. But the way that Dom to shoot trialed suggested that he's he's uh, ready to ready to launch first up. Uh, going to be a bit of a tough ride, I think, from seven. Might end up last or second last, the way that this speed map plays out. Yep. But uh, has um, is a really good horse and has got some depth to him, Dom to shoot. So he'll take some beating. So for me, it's eliminate on top, Dom to shoot, hardest to beat. I'm expecting Starfield in back. I'm going to keep the faith in her for one more run on Sunday mm-hmm. as well. So Eliminate's not far from my best, actually, you know. Really? Yeah, that, that, that price, yeah, really, really is. So I've probably got about four bests today. And there's probably five races I cannot stand, mm-hmm. and then I've probably got four bests, and that's probably two of them early. So there's some, there might be a bit of value in the other ones. So moving on, we're agreed again. Last week we agreed on the first three, and we went – that was me going bang, 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 bang by bang, the way. Bang. Yeah, I can't click very loudly. But, bang, um, boom. boom. So bang. let's see if we can um, – I don't know if we're agreeing here. We, well, we definitely won't agree here unless you've um – Unless you're uh, also feeling unwell in the head like I might be. But uh, race three, tab touch, West Speed, Platinum Handicap, over the mile. I'm looking, this is, I'm looking forward to this. This, this, this sounds, is, this sounds oh. very interesting. What are we Well, got? I mean, let's be honest. This is a absolute horror show. Of a, um, it's only a $30,000 race. That's lucky. But this is an absolute horror show, isn't it? Oh, this is a, a genuine debacle. I mean, it's just tough, isn't it? I, I priced Chatter Session $2.75. It's currently $2.70, right? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I don't want to have this $2. I didn't want to have this any shorter than three, four, five, six bucks. Yeah. But you simply have to have it on top. It's racing well, it's hitting the line well. There were queries on the 1400, but to me, the way it's hitting the line over 1400, the mile should be okay. Um, drawn to get a nice little cuddle in behind them. But look, I'm not going to be jumping into Chatter Session at $2.70. Um, I was three, two 350 Chatter yep. Session. Yeah. Yep. That, that was, and that was because I, it just doesn't feel like a horse that's going to have a two in front of it. Stellaran so. is seven is, is a third favourite <laughs> at $7. I mean, you're talking- That's, that's your money, New sure. Amsterdam, <laughs> no, that's not mine. New Amsterdam, who couldn't win at Kalgoorlie last start and only broke, Durant got rid of this horse, yeah. only broke his um, maiden status in a Kalgoorlie maiden. Mm. Uh, that did include escalating though. So you got to remember that form line. Uh, I actually should pass that news on. Escalating has been sold. What? Yeah, he's gone. So, yeah, yeah, it's the end of a. Um, we we didn't quite recoup our purchase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did our ass actually, um, but no, we had a lot of fun. That's, that's also a lie. Actually, we didn't have that much fun with escalating either. Actually, there wasn't a great deal. Yeah, Christo's first ever ride. That's probably the highlight uh, of escalating. Anyway, look, this is this is this is uh, this is paper thin. Um, so I couldn't find much pace at all in this race, and I had overthought actually finding the top here. Uh, I know he reared last start and ended up quite well back, but um, that isn't a regular occurrence for this horse. I think that might have just been um, bad timing on the starter's behalf on that particular occasion. But Overthorn and Stellarano are the only two horses that in the past have shown any ability to step. So you, you've got to suspect those two go forward. That's my map as well. Yep. Yeah, and it's um, Stellarano outside leader. It's yep. ugly, isn't it? It's just ugly. I mean, wh- where else do you go in this race? If you just do a query, quick run through Stellarano, I think I don't think Stellaran's going to win a race. Like I, I was on last start, had every chance to run on into a, into a placing or couldn't beat home need action. It was a no. You just simply couldn't have it. Fry's Fantasia loses. Mitch Chris Graham goes on. It's going to get back. It's it's got the upside, but gee whiz, Altamont's next in line. Altamont's a, a real 
just a complete and utter nonny. Mm-hmm. Um, just gets a long way back, run, plods on into a third, fourth, fifth, and you you waste money on every fifth start type thing. Deception game didn't go last start. New Amsterdam we touched on. Bollinger Boys second up from two years and looking for further. And it was just, basically just a – it was um, – it was sent off, sent off to Geraldton last prep. You just, yeah, exactly you just go right. Go to exactly so. right. So long yeah. story short, there's not much in here, but there is one horse that continually popped up in my black book, continually has been stiff um, since moving yards, and that's all on black, BJ. So first up, all on black came out, and it's, I'm going to actually reference a maiden form line here. That's how strong I think this race is. So all on black was a Durant runner who moved – uh, was sold and moved to the Paul Tapper yard. Uh, came out first up at a million to one. We're knocking off Wardian. Now, Wardian, if Wardian won a maiden and came to this race, we would give it a chance. Mm-hmm. I think Wardian wouldn't be impossible. You know, I know Wardian's in a maiden earlier in the day, which we haven't tipped, but this is how thin this event is. If Wardian got in on the minimum, we'd very much be considering. So it, it beat Wardian on merit first up. Uh, second up came out. It was huge when they took Brody off. Brody Kirby Road um, in that first up victory. It didn't make much sense to me why he was taken taken off, but they put Victoria Corver on, and I'm not big on the young apprentices being on the sit and sprinters. I think it's uh, it's a very difficult task to to get a horse, especially like this one, who needs to be settled, balanced, and then uh, and then sprint home. Um, Good run, though. It, it was a huge mm. run behind Eurotrip uh, approach. Um, that, that form is really, really stacking out with approach coming out and winning since and euro trip then pushed gillespie who would again gillespie would be favorite in this race let's be honest so pushed uh pushed gillespie at its next start um victoria was on again on the 20th of august when she was held up the entirety and she was bolting um she's been beaten 8.6 lengths but she was bolting it's that simple the horse was flying the horse was going really well victoria was on again on the 27th seven days later when um she was held up to the last hundred ended up running the second to quickest last two of the race hit the line well on a track where if you didn't lead and, and, or on the rail you were cooked and almost just needed to stay where she was 100 so she's ended up sort of angle angling out 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 and the uh the winners sort of basically just followed the fence and, well the fence yeah. was worth plus five that day that okay. was just an incredibly hot fence that day it was as, as hot a fence as you will ever see so that was um, the race that started one yeah it was a race started one burn one down did all the work to get to the top it ran second so yep. that's where my money was too mm-hmm. but with the lack of speed in this or Brody can just about pop out and maybe oh, I don't know if I'll be able to hold a spot on the back of the speed, but it might only be sort of three pairs back here. Um, it's not going to be an easy ride, but seeing Brody back in the saddle is, is a huge positive, and, and this just isn't deep. So at um, I think around the twenty dollar mark each way, I've marked all on black nine dollars. But my notes do say very unfashionable combination, Tapper, Kirby. This could trade anything. So monitor this price late on Betfair. And, um, yeah, this could be your real roughie for the day in a very, very thin race, BJ. Yeah, I'm not interested in this race. One iota, I just went market order for mine was chatter session, overthought, fries, Fantasia. Chatter session just has to be the market leader coming off two class three midweek wins. In better grade. In better, too. Yeah, yeah. Be, better grade. I, I just thought there was a bit of depth to that last start win. It was three wide with cover throughout and and with 59 kilos and just was pretty strong, really. Mm-hmm. The, the blinkers going on and SJ Miller deciding to push her up to the 1400 has, has really paid dividends after it looked like this might be a bit of a wasted campaign for Chatter Session, but she certainly hit her straps with two wins on the bounce from three. Brad's just can pretty much put her 
wherever he chooses. Does have to carry the 59 and a half again, but this isn't a race where I don't think weight's going to be a huge factor. This isn't really a race, is it? Let's be honest. So yeah, for for me, she just logically comes on top. I'm with you. I thought Overthought was the the one. She looked the biggest danger to the fave. I thought that was quite a good effort in graduation handicap company behind Freedom by Choice last start. Three starts back was a good northern winner over the mile. Pacifiers go on. Hopefully that allows her to begin cleanly, find the front. Boy Hill coming off a winning double at Belmont mm. yesterday. Do you ever think we'd say um, the overthought form behind Freedom by Choice looks so hard <laughs> as well? That tells you a bit about the race, <laughs> doesn't I it? Arrogant runs <laughs> that race as well. So, yeah, it's um, it's just one of those races where it could be the, the, the leader wins and it, that could be overthought. Yeah. And we have tried to find overthought on this podcast in the past. So this might be the day. But I just went in market order. My market order anyway was chatter session overthought. And I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Fry's Fantasia. She was running on late at Pinjara. Third up, I think it was, last start. Mm-hmm. Should be just about ready to uh, to peak. A slowly run race. Could end up three wide. Moving line. Could be storming home with a bit of a, a last crack at him late. Been a while since Chris Graham has rode a sit and sprint winner, though. It's been mm-hmm. a very long time since he's, um, his only winner back still is Don's legacy. So still the jury is out a little bit on um, on Chrissy Graham for me. But, uh, yeah, good luck. If you're confident in this one, then you're um, – So have it all on black? All on black, 100%. Yeah. Get down to the crown and uh, – yep. Chuck it on. All on black. <laughs> Each way, all day. But uh, I'll be monitoring an overthought price as well. I've marked overthought 550. So maybe play the pair or something. I don't know. We'll just actually just be responsible for once and not, uh, not, not waste money on one of the worst races you'll ever see. Race four, um, the Vale Delicacy, uh, the champion she was, the Vale mm-hmm. Delicacy handicap. Over the mile, she would have won a few races over the mile in her time, wouldn't she? Yeah, I reckon Got she better the further she went, obviously. But uh, yeah, what a, what a horse! Yeah, what a horse! And um, we have a Saracen white runner here, BJ, and I am ex- extremely, supremely—I don't know—I'm trying to use both words at once here. I'm, uh, I'm super confident that um, extremely. I'm extremely <laughs> confident that uh, <laughs> that um, she will be honoured correctly here, and uh, and the Saracen white will get the job done. Um, really, really like this speed map for leading girl on the surface. And I'm a bit disappointed by opening quotes. And this is one where I will be heavily pushing, um, having a look at a late price and hopefully Betfair, we can see some $2.50. Because leading girl, I think, what's the best at the moment, BJ? About two ten, two twenty type thing? Yeah. It's um, not a big enough quote for me to get involved at this point in time. But um, with with this map. 2.15 best available, yeah, Terry. No, 2.15 is not going to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be waiting a while. But this map looks... Looks really nice. We've got Strike Force from five, Aragain six, Blinkers coming off Aragain. To me, that's just just trainers overthinking things. I said I had a bit of a rant about Saracino last week when they tried to change the gear up after a big win. And Aragain's in great form, running like tremendous races. Just what's the point? What's the point? Like Mm -hmm. to me, that's a line to Aragain straight away. That's just idiocy. Um, Strike Force five, Aragain six, Sharp Bob seven, Black Shadow eight. There'll be some aggression, but they won't try and lead. And Juicing Carrots ten. So all the speeds drawn wide, that'll all come across. My worry would be here with Lonsdale Lady, who's obviously the major danger sure. to leading girl, is say Lonsdale Lady hands up to strike force or Aragain early, and then we see a juicing carrots or sharp bob attack further, and Lonsdale Lady ends up three, three back, back defence. Yep. Something like that. <clears throat> There's also a big chance from barrier 10, juicing carrot leads up a three wide line, which as we saw two starts ago, might not be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I just see enough speed in this, and the fact that as you got barriers five, six, seven, eight, and ten, which are all going to roll forward. So leading girl from barrier nine, 
should be able to tuck in really nicely with the way that all sort of sets up for it. So and without we don't want to pick on Jared Noski too much here, but Jared had a tough time in the saddle. Horses just weren't going for him all that well. They were peaking on their runs. They just simply weren't hitting the line. He didn't have the best of times. Um, wearing the cerise wearing white. Wearing the cerise mm. and white. So the, the Chrissy Parnell going on here is huge. Um, we can't forget that this SP'd at fifty-five, I think, last start or something very close to. I have a lot of time, as you know, for, for Lonsdale Lady, but um, I, I'm super keen that uh, leading girl, Chrissy Parnham, will get her wide and um, she'll be too good for them here. I'm hoping for more, though. I want 250 plus. Yeah. I no, think, I'm not playing under 250. I think leading girl will turn the tables. What about if Jade's able to bounce Lonsdale Lady and hold the lead? What, well, is, what does that look like? I wouldn't mind cancelling my ticket if that yeah. happens, actually. Yeah, if, yeah. I, if, if that does occur... Lonsdale Lady's a fair horse, went out in front. It all depends about the pressure. Again, those with yep. those five speed horses, all it takes is the mentality to be different for for a couple of them to say, okay, so the blinkers are off Aragain, let's look for a sit. Um, juicing carrots is drawn wide, happy to park three wide without putting too much pressure on. Black Shadow probably doesn't have the speed to get there. Sharp and Bob. then you've got, yeah, Sharp, well, Sharp Bob up to the mile. Do they think, let's take a sit? Are they going to start thinking differently? If that, if that starts occurring and they, and they hand Lonsdale Lady the top, then... We're in big trouble, anyone holding a leading girl ticket. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that will occur. There is enough speed in this race that one of them will say, right, let's go to the top. Let's take this well, up at least. Well, Peter Bamford's booked Bo yeah. Banovic Edwards claiming three. Surely it's just it's we're, best we're going run, it's forward, best run, yeah. It's best two runs this campaign or best it's best runs all campaigns have been when it, leading. I didn't think it's run the other day was too bad. No, exactly really? right. All, all its best runs this campaigns have been when leading. So you don't you don't um, book the apprentice, draw underneath the other speed and then try to hand up. So, yep. um, yeah, you'd be expecting pretty positive tactics on strike force. Yeah. So for me, leading girl was second up off a very long layoff the um, – last start and you could tell that she's still a touch rusty loom to win like your back yeah exactly mm. loom to win but just couldn't quite get it done bit of a peak late from the numbers that i saw her last 200 meters figures um couldn't quite get over the top of lonsdale lady and for a horse like zero demerits to be pulling ground off leading girl late was was interesting so that for me i i feel as though there's there's an elevation still to come for leading girl third up at the mile i agree chrissy Chris Parnham going on the um, going on to replace Jared Noski in my mind is a positive as well. I feel as though there will be a three wide line forming. Chris Parnham can uh, do no work on leading girl early, tack on and bring her with a well timed run down the middle, balanced up down the middle of the straight. And I think she has the closing speed to get over the top of Lonsdale Lady. If Lonsdale Lady does begin well enough and fend off all the challenges to lead and rail in front. It's, uh, it could spell trouble with a capital T, but uh, in saying that, I, you would imagine There'd that- There'd be some ordinary rides from out wide if that's the case. Yeah. Some ordinary tactical rides. So maybe that's um, the the in play, bet, bet for mm. in play would be uh, interesting I'm not, I'm, not watch. Sharp, I'm not sharp enough for that. Uh, but yeah, for me, I, I think leading girl has another, as I said, has another level to go to, third up at the mile, uh, good booking, uh, informed rider. And uh, yeah, leading girl can turn the tables on Lonsdale Lady, who is a high quality mare in her own right and um, just big and strong. I'm surprised that the, the, there's so much difference in the market actually in this case, especially with Lonsdale drawing on paper. It's one yep. versus is nine um yeah. lonsdale lady is sort of 450 leading girl what, what was your what was your market 220 leading girl 430 lonsdale lady okay. so the market's pretty much it there's no bet at the moment for me um and i won't be betting either i'm not going to fall in at um at 210 220 i want my two dollars fifty um and i won't be playing below the two dollars fifty from gate nine even though i'm I want supremely my 250. confident <laughs> i just 
better start pounding me fist <laughs> on the table. But, uh, give, me a, give me my 250. Can't have any of the others very okay. simply as well, but I'm hoping that Comfort Me and Aragain take up a bit of chunk of market percentage, but um, I can't have them at all. Yeah, yeah, me neither. So I think it's a racing two, leading girl on top. All right, so we've agreed on four now. You agreed on All In Black, didn't you? Oh. No, is that four in a row or no? No, no, no three out of four. All right. No, you can have uh, All On Black, but um, but I like where I like the the areas that you're playing in there, Guru. So it's just a nice little spot outside or stuff. <laughs> just, doing little, just doing a little bit off a good length. Speaking of nice areas, the Mundaring Hotel. Get up there, punters. Mm-hmm. It's the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. It's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican in Butchie O'Connor, say good day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Tom Wolf. Tommy, well done. $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. So this week, to be crowned the WA Racing Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. You ready to go, Terry? I'm always ready to go. Okay, question one. Who rode Vital Silver to victory in the 2019 Roma Cup? Very good. Easy. Question two. Name the combination who previously trained Eastern States import Highland Beat. No. And question three. Almost 12 months ago to the day, Superstorm made his debut at Belmont and finished third as an even money favourite. So there's a bit of hope out there for Billy Ray people. So Superstorm ran third on debut, finished third as an even money favourite. Who won that race? What horse won that race? They're the three. Jeez, I know who beat him second. I was on track. I can say this because it doesn't matter. Uh, I was on track watching my horse run when Mr. Kunifer beat Superstorm at $1.30 with Chrissy Parnham in the saddle. That's correct. That? It does, it does that give you some hope, yeah. though, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. it gives you hope. I mean, we all – I remember the Trap for Fools story. Couldn't win a Kalgoorlie mate, and then you're winning a Group 1 over East in 12 months or 18 months later, and we saw Superstorm couldn't win a Bunbury maiden and um, came second out in, in one the- second in an all-star oh. mile. Deary me. Improvement, hey? That's it. So they're the three. If you want to uh, be in the running to win a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, direct message your answers to us at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. And um, if you missed those three questions, they'll be put on our Twitter feed later this afternoon. Terry. Very good, BJ. Well, this is definitely a no-bet race for me coming up. The Mrs. Max. If it ain't a Mrs. Mac. Take it back. You've got to take it back. Uh, over the 2,200 metres, Montalina should be winning. Marked her $1.45. She's currently $1.45. I couldn't care less about this race, BJ, unfortunately. Mm. Should just be winning. Just goes back. Should just be winning. Should just be winning. Should I just agree. be winning. Looking for four straight Montalina. Mm-hmm. They've really found the key to her since they've decided to ride her more patiently. She was such that was such a good ride last night. That, I she didn't win like a dollar forty. She really found the line nicely. Yeah, yeah. But she that was such a good ride from Chris Parnham last that, start. So her, such a you're just wary about taking I and mean, she's currently dollar thirty five, dollar forty across the board. Always wary about taking a back marker, especially when there's a lot of slow ones in this. Could be stopping on her. Is she going to have to make a sustained run this time? Is Noada Roo going to come out and be a little bit fitter when it's going to be able to lead for Justin Warwick? I, this is this feels like a Noada Roo uh, booby trap race to oh, me. It just it just feels concerning. But yeah. I'm I'm not backing Noada Roo. I do believe Montalana should be winning, but mm. um, no, I won't be uh, won't be getting involved with the shorts here. I won't be getting involved with the shorts either. I think Montalana will win if if the uh, if the if there's something if there's going to be a horse to upset the apple 
Apple Cart and deny her a fourth straight win. It could be uh, Noadaru. The map horse. Out in front. Uh, tough bugger. JT Warwick weaving some of his magic. I said in my preview, I wouldn't want Montalina to get into a dogfight with Noadaru because that's dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. So, certainly um, is. It's funny. We wouldn't usually talk about many horses that have beaten 20 at their last start, <laughs> yeah. but Justin Warwick stays. You sort of just, yeah, you got to, yeah, you got more, more forgiveness than, uh, than Shaggy's partner. So, um, well, if you take him on his peak, on his peak performance as Nwaitaru, he can make he can make things a little bit interesting yeah, on the day. Exactly, so, exactly right. Um, One thing I do want to say is watch the last. Uh, if you get a chance to watch a replay, sorry, you first catch. Yeah, watch Go the last. Yeah. Watch the last hundred meters. Mitch basically gave up and thought, "All right, I think this horse is gone." This is behind Massimo, pretty strong old form lines, and um, then he's like, "Hang on, this horse is actually hitting the line here." And uh, watch the final hundred and watch past the post. That was one of the more incredible views I've seen. And you go back to it was like track catch. work up the up the hill, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. very. Yeah, it was just super hard to miss, actually. Yeah. And if you go back to Prize Catcher's first run behind Showmanship, um, it was a really nice uh, first up effort as well. So, um, yeah, if you are looking for a, a Maddie, and the current price is only 15 20 to 1, I reckon you see a lot longer than that late when Montalina chews up 70% of the bet fair market. Mm-hmm. But um, look, I, I reckon Prize Catch can. Um, can probably run a race at a big price, but uh, I'd want the big price. Yeah, price catch was my third pick as well. I, I noticed that on the replay, Mitchie Pateman just- uh, It was a surprise, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, was, oh, hang on. Yeah, hang on, because it was going to- He stopped He stopped riding. Yeah, it was going to do nothing. And it was almost like when he put the bit back in the horse's mouth, it just mm. found again. So I think they might have learnt something oddly about price catch, considering it was his 46th start. But in saying that, it was only its third run for Neville Parker, new trainer. But yep, Montalina, four straight. Uh, never ride off JT. Warwick, Lucy Warwick and Nwadaru in these staying races. 21 months ago, Price Catch ran third in the Perth Cup. Wow. There you go. How's that? Very good. Love a good statistic. Burning Pride still yet to salute with another rider on board than William Pike. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy, crazy little stat, but the wizard, that's why he is the best in the business. Well, BJ, this is a uh, this is probably one of the more intriguing races of the day. I'm um, this is a race I'm going to stay out, but definitely looking forward to discussing uh, mm. the Jolly Beggar, Jolly Beggar, the JB, the JB Stakes over the uh, one thousand meters, and uh, the conditions of this race are integral In- to discuss. First In- of all, incredible these these yeah, weights. Yeah, I, I like it. I actually quite like them. It allows these horses to come back and um, and have a run without being weighted out of it. So we see the return of Vital Silver here, the All Conquering. Well, not quite the All Conquering, I guess, but the uh, Nearly all almost, conquering. Almost, almost conquering. The almost, the Ashley Hansen horse. My mm. dad used to call Ashley Hansen almost. He, <laughs> he was almost a great footballer. Um, if Ashley Hansen isn't a regular listener, I'm sure he would, I'm sure he would be over there. When the, yeah, I saw him in a coaching box on yeah, TV Bulldogs. the other day. Yeah, yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Premiership player, 2006, yes, Monty West Coast player, Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, alongside Quinton, the Q-Stick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Dominant forward line. I think they could fit Levi in there. Would have been a very, uh, would have been a <laughs> terrible trio. Uh, anyway, uh, the Manicato and the Winterbottom. A couple of Group One seconds for Vital Silver. That run in the Manicato, that was something, wasn't it? I remember Insane. speaking to, to, to Ben or Dan. It was Ben months beforehand, and they sort of mentioned that's sort of the way sure they were going. Nah, definitely wasn't. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't Dan. Oh, I remember they uh, and they uh, they mentioned they'll go on that way and have a ticket. And we, we took a ticket at the big price. I didn't go each way, unfortunately, and um, a huge price and ran second. But uh, it was huge. That run was just simply simply enormous. So um, really interested to see how Vital Silver goes. First up here should be carrying seventy point five under normal handicap conditions, being a one hundred and eleven rater in a seventy eight plus. But um, 
because of the 62 kilo maximum, uh, he obviously only carries a 62 kilo. So um, intrigued how he'll go here. I'm struggling to come at him with any real venom over the thousand meters though, mm. BJ. That's my major concern here. Expecting a horse like Money Matters who's on the rise and um, another one like Jericho Missile who appreciate the firmer track and maybe getting off that cold rail to be the biggest dangers. But um, what yeah, about Delta? No, not for me. Not in a million years. Really? Not in a million years, no. That trial wasn't that good. I don't care. That trial. So you win a trial by 6.7 in a hot time and you think brilliant, but it had a lightweight jockey who's belting the crap out of it the entire straight. That's a race. That was not that wasn't a trial. That was a race. Did finish did finish second first up summer scorcher. Carrying. 54 half. Yeah. Fabergino. Beat, beaten a long way. Second in on a, on a rail hot rail hot Sandretti. And that was ta- I think that was tagging Fabergino too from memory. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the breezing it, was it? But look, I no, belt is not for me. Not in a million years. Not with 60.5 kilos. Um, plenty of respect. But that trial is um, made to look better than it does on paper just because Bonnie absolutely belted that out. It beat horses like Kelly's Callisto and um, oh, the other names escaped me, but it wasn't a strong trial whatsoever. Mm. I know how, I know the time. I saw it. It was quick. It was very impressive. But um, – Time-wise, but uh, no. Tawny Pete's quick. We'll land outside. We'll make sure it doesn't get away. You'll have Money Matters just behind him. You'll have um, – the interesting part map-wise for me here is what happens with Ambiente. Ambiente yeah. So I think Ambiente, uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but looks done as a horse. Uh, first up for 441 days. If, if Kira gets across and finds the 1-1 and then say on the back of Ambiente you've got Vital Silver and the back of Vital Silver you've got Jericho Missile or something like that, right? Those horses are going to struggle because Ambiente is going to probably be gone, in my opinion, probably going to be gone, especially on the hot tempo you expect from Belter and Tawny Pete being engaged, gone on the bend, and they're going to have to make those sustained runs um, from the sort of four, 500 potentially, so where it could suit a horse like Money Matters who's on the back of Belter yeah. uh, and give it a nice cart into the race. Ambiente, so. bar plates on front and back, pads on front. Yeah, doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence, does it? First start, as Terry said, first start for 441 days. So that'll be some training effort. It certainly would be. Ambiente can't possibly win the race, but Ambiente could play a massive part in regards to the speed map and, yep. and getting the right card into the race. So major concerns in that sense. I'm going to stay out. I think Money Matters will obviously be the popular horse. It's been well supported early, um, and, and you can see why. Should um, not Things didn't really go to plan a fortnight ago uh, when a lot, a lot of people had Money Matters leading and um, he's actually ended up on the back of the speed and uh, had to get out off a questionable rail and um, it was a pretty mature sort of performance. It was a bit of class on display, I thought. Yeah, yeah. there was. I think they would have liked um, to get Money Matters up to the to the 1,200 metres. It was nommed actually for a 1,400 on the same card. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't uh, – I think the programming is sort of – And also the $100,000 race and the conditions of this suit – yeah, in, in regards to a lot of these have sort of reached their mark. Yeah. Riverdance, Belter, uh, a lot of these have reached their mark. So it's Money Matters and Jericho Missile, you'd say. Yeah. Uh, the two that um, sort of have got more improvement and should be reaching a lot higher career rating than they currently do. Um, but, yeah, I, the 245 is not going to get me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be staying out of this race for now. If we see horses making really good ground down the centre of the track and it's a, sometimes you see a track where you feel confident that those horses that really need to accelerate and go can do so, I'll probably consider Jericho Missile, mm. maybe even each way late if we can get close to double figures potentially, yep. BJ. They're the only two that I'm interested in 
to Terry. So I wrote in the leg up that uh, the quality three-year-olds owned the older horses towards the end of last season and, uh, and that crop continues to dominate early in 2020, 2021. And uh, Money Matters and Jericho Missile, both new season four, uh, four-year-olds. And I think that crop and that band of horses will continue winning in the 66 plus, 72 plus, 78 plus, especially the real high class ones. So- um, Did you think Jericho was slightly, his last run was an interesting one, wasn't it? I, on this, I, was, I was like, was that slightly disappointing? And you go back and you see, it's actually around the quickest last 200 of yeah, the day. Yeah, I, th- I just think Money Matters was just too good mm-hmm. on the day. Was, I don't think, Joey, I don't think he was suited trying to go underneath horses either. No, and well, we, and we speak about that a lot. Zigged and yep. zagged. And we go back to his previous, I think, what's that race called? It's called the New Season Sprint. Yeah, behind Floyd. Uh, behind Floyd. It was yeah. massive. And Mervyn set that race up with his sort of bold front-running tactics. Could a belter, Tawny Pete, and Beyonce create a tempo that allows Joko Missile to flop out, be in his comfort zone and be have a full tank of fuel to launch. So for me, I think Money Matters was going to be in the spot. He showed his class last start to get over the top of Highland Beat and uh, get the job done. Durant, CJP, geez, he's... He's Called flying, uh, CJP. And, <laughs> Took um, him a while, but uh, yeah, the, told you he's a star. The penny has dropped, mm, uh, has. Well, for now anyway. You could, and, call, um, you could call CJP the Trevi Fountain just about. Tell me why. The Trevi Fountain. Yeah, the Trevi Fountain is it's a, in Italy. You uh, throw a coin in it and make, you make a wish <laughs> and the penny's dropped. Got you. Right. Oh, we might need to edit that one out, I reckon. That's, that's a shocker. The penny has that's dropped. That's actually a shocker, isn't it? That's, that's my worst of uh, 41 episodes, I reckon. It's you reckon? Yeah, I reckon in 41 episodes, that's about the worst ever. Oh, dear. I'll put a flag there. Um, oh, you can still have that in. I, don't yeah. no, I, just, I was actually saying that as a joke to include that. <laughs> so, as we said, uh, Money Matters is going to get the right run from the good draw. The only way I can see anything beating him for mine is if Jericho, if a Jericho Missile can tap into some of his people. So, you're not, giving, you're not giving Vital Silver any chance? Not a winning chance, no. Okay. Um, Even under the conditions? Yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of these conditions, to tell you the truth. I think it's great for a horse like Vital Silver, but what about a horse like Riverdance, who's a kilo off Vital Silver yeah. and is, isn't even allowed to climb, which for me means that it's just like, it, yeah, it suits Vital Silver, but then it means that Riverdance is 61, Belter's 60.5, and they're not even allowed to claim under the conditions of the race. So for me, it needs to be an 84 plus and I would raise the the minimum to say 64 or whatever and allow allow trainers to claim so that means that Vital Silver could have 64 claiming three with Chris Graham on board has 61 but then that allows Riverdance to claim as well and you can put Chloe as a party on and then you can put an apprentice on Matty Derrick perhaps on Belter and it just it evens up the the field for me but um weights and measures Vital Silver it's weird to say that he's pitched in with 62 kilos, but theoretically he is. Mm-hmm. I'm just a bit, bit – he's a class horse, outstanding sprinter. He's another one. Um, got beat memorably at Pinjarra in that uh, Mandra Cup by a horse by the name of Wrinkley, who set a track record that day, and just elevated through the Pinjarra Classic, Bunbury Stakes, and he won a Roma Cup, and then next thing you know, he's in Melbourne racing Group Ones. It's quite crazy to mm. to see how how quickly he he elevated his status uh, among Australian sprinters. But yeah, very very good horse. First up, thousand meters, uh, no trial. I just think that he could be a touch vulnerable, but he's gonna he's gonna make him earn it. That's for sure. But for me, I'm looking for those up and coming types. Money matters to win. Jericho and Missile flashing light make things interesting.
I was two fifty money matters. So yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I mark money matters three dollars and, and five cents. I think Vital Silver has the potential to be pretty easy in the market, actually. So for those looking to have something on Vital, uh, did you price Silver? Vital Silver? I price Vital Silver safely at three dollars eighty. Oh, very well. Safely, okay. safely I was, I was safely, surprised safely. when he opened up favourite. Actually, so. in saying that, I'm probably not going to back if he gets to see. I, it, it's a race I really didn't feel confident in my market. You know, so yeah, I, I didn't feel confident in my market. It, it, that was the horse. That was the concerning horse. I had him eight dollars. So did you? Yeah. I actually spoke to Crip earlier, yeah. and he said he had him eight dollars too. Oh right. So okay. yep, there you go. So as, as I said, if you if you are looking to back Vital Silver, I'd probably be holding off and looking to uh, take a late. Price on the exchange with money matters, no doubt, going to take up sort of forty percent, thirty five percent of um, yeah. betting. As we said, it is quite an, uh, fascinating. Actually, I'm, I'm actually just jolly I, I genuinely just more just want to watch the yeah. jolly beggar this year. I often don't often say that. Usually, I like to get stuck into the jolly beggar, but this year I might just uh, I might just watch the <laughs> what time the, uh, on the jolly beggar. Watch the uh, the jolly beggar race seven is the key clean or is it the quake? <laughs> Uh, Why does Perth Racing do this It's the Key Clean Handicap. Can we get a race named? Hey, yes. Why haven't we got a race named? Oh, we're due now. now. Yeah, we discussed it. Yeah. We can do that, can't we? We can. All right, let's do it. Uh, the Key Clean. Ours would be easy to pronounce as well. Just have to make sure you get the right one. It's not the one out, one back. It's, it's the one, one, definitely not right. the yeah. one out, one back. No. No, can't can't believe people would steal podcast names. Anyway, this is uh, this is a race I really like, actually. BJ, super keen here, super keen. So it's super last, keen, super keen. This is my my fourth of. There's four races I, I really want to have a good go in. We've um, we've found three of them. This is the uh, the Larry last of the four. Um, look, we'll start with a speed map. Hey, let's 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 start from point A, and I'm um, I'm expecting. Um, I'm expecting a reasonable amount of tempo here, and it's a pretty obvious looking sort of tempo as well. So Snow Chino, I can't imagine that they'll look to change tactics off the back of one pool performance. Um, so I think Lakdar Ramoli will roll with Snow Chino, and then from the widest two gates, you've got Sophie's Song and Patristic. Sophie's Song was ridden cold last start, went no good. Um, it's an on-speed horse. They'll horrible, revert to going forward if they can, but Patristic should be quicker than Sophie's Song. Um, and I think Patristic can breeze. Sophie's Song might even try and tuck underneath and look for a 1-1. That'll be the aim, I'm sure, from uh, Chloe Azapati, who uh, who retains um, – or takes over, sorry, from, from Chris Parnham. Um, but I really do like Regal Council here, BJ. Um, I thought Regal Council's first and second up runs behind Nerodio and Lonsdale Lady were really, really good. Um, Chrissy Graham, um, as I mentioned before, um, I'm not I'm not huge on Chrissy Graham on horses that have to sit and sprint. He just simply just they just don't seem to go all that well for him, um, for whatever reason that is. But they do really go for Mitchell Payton. That's the difference. Um, Regal Council has some runs in his, his profile since. Moving to Peter Fernie, which just looks so good from this gate. So Real Council actually went forward, raced without cover, which which knowing Real Council's history, you'd, you'd just put a line through it straight away. And when running a close second to Platoon, who's come out and run a place in a railway a few starts later. I thought we were, were going to talk about that day that Lee Newman rode Regal Council. No. <laughs> under the T. Andrews. No, no, no. We're not going to go there. No, we're not. Uh, there's basically Regal Council. When one you of said those no cover, I was just like, that's I've done where it you were too, going. I've done it too many times <laughs> where I've gone through the before and after Fernie uh, statistics. But if you look at the, just go back yourself into the before um, Fernie took over and after Fernie took over and it's just, it's just two different um, 
yeah, it's just two different careers, two different yeah. horses, basically. But um, the other one I'm looking at is when it was a um, the rail was playing nicely. He drew uh, inside, landed back at the speed. Again, he's a horse traditionally we would associate with getting probably second half of the field, but he was used again early back at the speed. The, the, it was he got the right runs and everything panned out for him. But he, it showed that he can settle. Those two runs showed he can settle. So he can necessarily settle, he can potentially sorry settle on the back of Snow Chino here. Um, if we get a nice rail and the rail's playing well, he just he just should get every favour um, in running. There's no there's no Nerodios or um, Lonsdale ladies in this, and um, I've marked Rail Council three bucks here, BJ. So I'm um, I'm super keen. Um, I really struggled to find a clear second elect. It was probably zero to merits um, in my market. Jason Whiting is interestingly opted for for Lion Machine. Yes, very um, interesting. I'm not for Lion. That's actually the one he's opted for over zero demerits, which surprises me. That might be something to do with the form um, and his relationship with Graham Ballantyne, I would suggest, because that yard's actually flying a little bit at the moment. A lion. They are for lion. They're, they're, they're going like machines mm. uh, a little bit at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think, I think for lion machine might be a bit of a fish out of – might be like a bit of a fish out of water. In this race, BJ, what do you what do you think? Very good. No, I, I, cool. there's no real clear second elect, so I'm not going to talk too much more. Very keen. Regal Council can posse up close to them, and um, we'll look the winner at some stage. Also expecting strong support for it. Me too. Regal Council is mm. just about my best of the day. Oh, but we'll, we'll get to that really later in uh, in the show. Nearly Stay. your Betfair best of the day. My Betfair best of the day, perhaps. 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 We'll just we'll just have to wait. You've got to pull your coin out and flip it. Yeah. Later. So, no, I'm pull very keen Regal Council. I should, when I've gone back to watch that replay last time, I could have sworn Regal Council was going to win that race. Mm. It was, he loomed and it was like, hang on, this this is home. And then for it just just uh, found it. They got, got sort of bogged down a touch under the 59 and a half. Only beaten two lengths by Lonsdale Lady with um, leading girl running second. Third up, M. Pateman back on board. Gate two gets um, back to the 58 kgs. It looks like that this is just a perfect setup for Regal Council. And uh, yeah, I'm very keen. Regal Council. I think the biggest danger is the stable, mate. Moshard. What do you think? Yeah, I do like um, I do like Moshard as a horse. Uh, I've also hated Moshard as a horse actually over the journey. A real, real love-hate type of um, battle with Moshad. But Moshad is really a W pike horse. Kira is riding tremendously well, but um, look, with Moshad, you just got to take a hold, go back and um, and hope the race sort of pans out in your favour and you get the runs at the right time. But yeah. um, the it's one- gonna be, It's going to be spotting Regal Council- Exactly um, right, yeah. And I, I would presume, I don't. I actually don't know this for a fact, I would presume that Mitch has got the pick of the rides as well yeah. over Kira. That would be my suggestion from the stale, but I, I, I don't know that for sure. And um, the other concern with Moshad is probably the fact he's 1,000 to 1,400. You maybe would have liked a bridging run at the 1,200 yep. in between. But uh, no, Moshad's definitely a chance, but um, it is a horse with the with uh, his style of um, racing. Needs, he needs everything. Yeah, right, it needs yeah. everything to pan out. So yeah, that's true. So Regal Council on top for me. Moshad, a danger from the same stable i actually thought zero demerits from one could almost land in the spot his his last start third can miss kicks yeah he can do mm. you're right uh, uh, cjp going on is a oh, good booking we like that don't we good hey? booking. we like that uh Hit the line really hard behind Lonsdale Lady and Leading Girl. Mm -hmm. 54 kgs, ticks a lot of boxes, zero demerits. $16 went up locally on the a local fixed odds provider. Am I reading this right? Got into three 
90 and is now back out to seven dollars oh, so as, as donald trump would say i think that's fake news yeah so, okay yeah i wouldn't be uh i would be looking, paying too much attention the, uh, to that. At the flux here but that uh, that's um an anomaly so yeah currently that, around the seven dollar mark zero demerits sounds, that sounds flux to me bj yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh interesting runner utgard loki First up, 60 kgs, good draw, um, pretty quality animal, really far away. I think he's run top three at 12 of his 16 starts. So, Orkard Loki will box on as he normally does. Might need might need the run, but uh, one thing there is watch the money. After we saw uh, yesterday, we saw native chimes. Backs like it was uh, Winks going forward uh, off about 45 days. Not uh, Orkard Loki's been a longer break than that, but um, Justin Warwick's stable was usually more noted for its uh, running horses into fitness and retaining form mm. type thing. So to see a horse come out fresh and, and be backed with that much confidence, um, I think you can the market will be a fair guide for Rootgard Lockie, I'd suggest. Yeah, very smart horse, Rootgard Lockie. There'll be plenty of wins in him this prep uh, as um, Justin Warwick plots a path. Interesting to see where they go with him. He, uh, he, he ran some really... Um, top races at Ascot against really good company uh, last time in work. So, yeah, as Terry said, follow the market leads there. But, yeah, very keen. Regal Council. Me too. Regal Council. In alignment. I like that. We're in alignment for all four of my – yeah, we are actually. My four main bets are all in alignment. So Very good. Double down actually. Might as well go back again. Uh, race oh, – I'll tell you what, we finished with a couple of stinky ones here. Race I felt, eight. I felt sorry for the market makers for these last – for the Gee. race eight and race nine. Like, I was uh, – these are genuine head scratches. These yeah, ones. yeah, this, yeah, genuine nightmares. Uh, the Amelia Park handicap over the twelve hundred meters. Um, oh, I, I don't really have a great deal I can share or want to share here. I, I think he always looks your obvious selection on the strength of that last victory and the confidence which uh, CJP rode um, him or her, BJ, him, him out over the final um, final hundred meters. He never really went for the stick. He just he looked like a. I think he knew that he had a pretty good horse under him because sure I did. remember he hopped off. Who did he hop off the right he always that day? I was surprised anyway, um, and I shouldn't have been surprised. And here he hops off Lucky Linda Lulu from a good gate who's um, who's travelling well as well. But that wouldn't have been a, a difficult decision this time around. But um, my concern is, is coming at a horse that's coming off two victories, going to get back from a smaller yard. You feel like you're sometimes uh, jumping in at the wrong time. You're chasing something. You're chasing something you've already missed, and it's better to to let it go. So, um yeah, look, I've marked this race here always, 350. Devoted star, not one of Bob's best gets back. Might keep teasing us, 550. Indian chance, Sir Mambo, seven and a half. And a couple of others just behind him, but no, not for me here, BJ. I don't even really want to give you a tip, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. No tip? Nah, not really. A pattern bet maybe later in the day. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, have a look. Maybe if it's playing major on Pice, look at a pro look at a horse like he's a gunslinger who might find the top at 30 to 1 late or something. Yeah. But yeah, I think by that stage of the day, I'll just let the um, I'll let however many beers I've had to determine what uh, what occurs from there. I think that's probably my best option. Yeah, I decided just to go. This is a really challenging race on a challenging day, jolly beggar stakes day, and um, I ended up just going in market order with my selections in the leg up this morning. Hard to ignore the performances of E Ways. His sectional times in his first up and second up wins are just outstanding. Uh, recorded the best of the day, I think, um, for the last six, four and two uh, on both occasions. 
which is interesting because I didn't necessarily think he was a thousand meter horse. So, but he's just really enjoyed being ridden cold, saved up, and then just lets loose with this devastating turn of foot. So, another quiet ride from CJP, but from eight. Uh, he was buried 13 or 15 the other day. So, this, this horse has raced on speed before, so mm-hmm. he could probably land midfield without burning any fuel, really. Where we knocked off Oristano last yeah. campaign, and yeah. I remember I was. I was oh, unashamedly. I reckon that was one of the biggest bets of my life on Aristana that yeah. day. Is that still a maiden or Aristana? I think it is. Uh, probably. Yeah, I, yeah I, I no longer – I refuse to talk about the horse these days. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and no, I just thought, what is going on here? But uh, it makes you feel oh, – actually, I was going to say it makes me feel better about losing that bet. It doesn't actually have to mm-hmm. lie. I still feel just as bad about it, to be honest. So, I meant I couldn't <laughs> – couldn't go on an end of season holiday that year, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a horse that's uh, promised a little bit more um, than I've quite. Realized. Well done to Misty Baisley, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Former jockey, she had to retire prematurely from her riding career um, through um, some head injuries in in relation to some falls that she had, and I know that she was. Uh, very very reluctant to hang up the boots, but it looks like she's made a. Um, uh, initially successful foray into the training caper and she's got this she's got ear your ways absolutely flying really said it was midfield uninterrupted run holds form it just wins again yeah your ways on top what price you marked your ways that's probably the key here uh 350 your yeah, ways. i'm yep. on the dot 350 with you as well so yep. yeah uh, it, look it should be it should be the selection here sometimes you we often speak about trying to get a horse beaten, and that's that's probably one of the stupidest things you can do. You just got to maybe that's probably half the deal with chatter session earlier in the day as yeah. well. We've just discussed about trying to get it beaten, this and that. But maybe we should be setting a mark for the horse and looking to bet above that mark. Maybe that that would be the the smarter way to go about and things. It, but it's just the, the it's similar. You miss the two. You yeah. miss the sort of oh, especially with chatter session. You miss yeah. the twenty dollar win. You miss the ten dollar win or six dollar win. Either ways, you miss the I don't know. I was at ten dollars and eight dollar win, mm. and now you're taking the third up with the extra weight. Do you then hop in? Three dollars fifty. So, yep. yeah, it's um, you just gotta, you just gotta see. Uh, if you want it as one of his last two, and like I know Greg Hooper was, yep. like uh, we all do post race. I uh, I'd have no real uh, qualms about going again, but again, that's that's the wrong way to look at things. Yeah, I just think the clock was just been it's just been smashed by this horse. So it's two two wins this prep. If he can rattle off. If you can show similar closing speed, I don't know who, whatever, what, what horses can go with him. Mm-hmm. So um, he always he he did carry sixty kgs in his first up Belmont thousand meter win. So I just had just stood out uh, like the proverbial for mine. He always on top. Then I went market order for me. Devoted star second. Indian chant third. Sir Mambo fourth. But mm-hmm. he always for the win. Currently four bucks actually. Yeah, that's mm. not the end of not the end of. Have a look at Betfair. It could throw a price up something yep. something crazy. Sir Mambo got up on a cold rail last time. I thought that was probably that that run deserved was more it, was credit. Was his first run get. in a month? Last yeah, yeah, it was lame. Yep. The previous start, as were all the punters that backed <laughs> into the shorts that day. <laughs> Dearing me. Um, but, yeah, I think Sir Mambo, geez, you lack trust in a horse that just stops, uh, doesn't want to win, does it? Yeah. Uh, what what You're our resident Goldfields mm. expert. I thought oh, Indian Chant uh, was a big win in the gold – well, big dead heat <laughs> in the gold rush. Um, we, were, we were absolutely guts in that day. It, uh, that was one of the most emotional sort of uh, afternoons on the punt ever, I tell you what. Uh, yeah, no, we were guts in that day. Halfway down the straight, I told the lads, we're homie, this is all over. And uh, then obviously uh, Walk and Wall kicked and uh, it was – C-Nickel. While that was a good win, 
that race was so it was so entitled to do what it did that day. I know it was playing on pace that day, but there were so many leaders in that race that were all going to stop dead. That was a high and pressure it was race. Such a perfect yeah. ride from Kiriul, I thought as well. Like, I don't think that win. Dead heat win um, is as Half good as it. I don't think it's as good as it um, potentially okay. looks on paper. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think any chance a, a winning chance as well. But um, yeah, for me, I've got it seven fifty. So not a bet for me this time. All right, now we're moving on mm. to that time of the podcast. Tell you what, it's a it's a difficult one. But anyone that gets their uh, their meets this week in the get out stakes, S T E A K S. Would have well and truly earned them, BJ. $6 the field. Yes. Tell me about the competition, though. Get Out Stakes, the extremely popular Get Out Stakes, is brought to you by Market City Meats. So the Market City Meats is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Kenningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, swing pass, say good day. Timmy and his team will look after you. Now, hats off, Mark Miller. He's gone bang, bang, won two on the trot. I think he's the first, our first listener. It is listener. two on the trot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well. it's our first listener to make oh. it back-to-back get-out stakes victories. And uh, I think Millsy even lives in Melbourne. So he's been donating his meat to some of his friends in Western Australia, uh, namely the Capararo family. Are they of the free trade dynasty? They are. They, oh. So they've been feasting on Millsy's hard work. And Millsy hasn't even got a stake to to show for it. So, good couple of weeks for the Capararas, then, isn't it? Yeah, they've good had a week or so. Stakes and a and a listed win. Yeah, d- double the stakes as oh. well. So, Millsy, very well done. That is that is quite incredible. Two mm. two weeks in a row. So, um, can he get the hat trick? We will wait and see. So, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at the One One Pod. Who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday and a decimal winning margin? Remember the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed. Oh, dearie me, BJ. Christ. Uh, crikey. Okay, crikey. Yeah, well, um, this is a, an interesting, uh, an interesting, let's go with a difficult finish to the day. Um, look, I think Uncle Lino- you usually use You usually use the phrase- off air, I don't know if you use it on air as much. Dog shit. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this is, this is dog shit. But uh, this is, it's one of those, uh, it's, this is one of those lotteries where you're the it's, only person um, I know that that says dog shit. I really, shit. well, I really, yeah. I really enjoy that one. Speaking yeah. of, I haven't picked up mine in the. My, my dog's in the backyard for a while, actually. There's a bit of, um, there's a bit of uh, race nine in my backyard at the minute. But um, I uh, look, from a speed map point of view, we should see Uncle Lino going forward. Mark's in probably plants um, himself on, on the outside of Uncle Lino. <sighs> from there, it's a number of things can happen. There's this one horse. There's a couple of horses I just want to touch on and give you a, a few points. I'm not necessarily tipping them with any passion or whatnot, but just a couple of horses. That, a few things sort of I struck me. I want some me. passion from you, Guru. Yes, I, I want passion too, but mm. I, I can't. I can't force passion. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Uh, I, uh, I, okay, the first horse I want to discuss is Sugar Cane. Uh, on the surface, didn't look all that crash hot last start, but listen to how conditions can suddenly swing in your favour from a weight point of view here, BJ. Okay. So last week, uh, Sugar Cane was a 64 rater in a 66 plus event. So one kilo um, out of his grade. Uh, he drops. Two ratings points on that one, which he shouldn't have done because he was racing out of his grade. But anyway, he drops two two ratings points on that, so that's an extra kilo. So he gets two kilos back straight away, and then uh, Lactar goes on for Lucy. That's another three kilos. Oh. So Sugarcane really gets a five kilo play here. 
So pretty big stuff. If you go back to Sugar Cane's previous effort. Is this easier? uh, Yeah, this is definitely easier, yeah. This is is far easier. So if you go back to Sugar Cane's previous effort against, um, let's look at Uncle Lino, who's actually the horse I've marked favourite here on default by the fact that it'll be out in front. Yep. So there's a bit less. um, I marked him favourite as well, 550. 460 for me, but probably should have had him a bit longer, I think. It wasn't a market again I was going to use as gospel. But um, if you look at that run, so Sugar Cane's carried 58 on that particular day and Uncle Lino's carried 56. Uncle Lino will carry 57. So Uncle Lino, 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 Lino. Uncle Lino is up one kilo. And how many Sugar Cane down, BJ? Five and a half. Mm. So you got a 6.5 kilo swing for that run when lucy was held up when she looked to be bolting on the turn but and what about lucy to lucky yeah lucy to lucky i'm i'm well yeah i i'm not too rail ramoli rail ramoli yeah i'm not that's yeah i'm not sure about that to be honest with you but so i um it's just such a it's such a notable swing i mean that, mm. that's such a yeah that, that's especially, such that's a lot of, that's a lot over, of weight especially over a, over a journey as well what yeah, are we two thousand meters exactly so right but i mean sugar every cane, kilo counts four wins and who's been on for all four wins bj the wizard the wizard so mm. that definitely doesn't fill me with confidence the other horse i want to have a quick look at was hula hoops uh hula hoops my little pet hate so great win over a giant leap um two starts ago over the 1700 don't forget this is only over 2000 so it's only 300 meters further um what did they do when they stepped up to 2100 meters at their next start went back no they went back but what gear did they remove they took the blinkers off they took the blinkers off Mm. bj why you have a good win at at a price and now we're going up to a journey so not only did they ride it cold and you watch maddie out the gates she reefed it back to last it was just an unhappy horse with the blinkers on being reefed it was just so there was a steward's inquiry into the run actually. was there mm. okay i didn't uh well it was it was they just asked oh yes explanation yeah. yeah tactically we we, we cooked it that's what they yeah. should have said we cooked so it. so i guess that what they're saying is because usually they, they don't let you flip flop with your blinkers. I think you need to leave them on for a certain amount of starts before you, or leave them off for a certain amount of starts uh, before so this you is can. Why they're allowed to but go back on. they probably applied to have the blinkers put back on because she went so poorly when they took them off last yep. start. Yeah, blinkers. Chris Parnham, the back of Uncle Lino from Barrier One's available here. Uh, a Justin Warwick stay. You go back to that giant leap form. Looks pretty good now. Even what's, though a lot um, of that was dropping back what's, to the, uh, the Pete McCormick. Justin Warwick start at 2,000 metre theory. This could be in that realm. We'll have to hit, ask him on Twitter, actually. We will. We'll yep. have to hit up Mr. 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 McCormick. Yep. Please respect our elders, Mr. McCormick. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think Hula Hoops can run a far improved race with the blinkers on, setting, uh, settling somewhere near the back of Uncle Lino, who should be able to shake off marks in on the bend. And there should be ample galloping room for the state's number one jockey in William Pike's absence. So, look, I my market at the moment has – I think there's probably four winning chances in my mind. Throwdown being the fourth. Uncle Lino is obviously a chance as well. Um, Throwdown being the fourth. Throwdown does need to circle and get into the race. But I didn't think um, Throwdown's run a week ago wasn't um, a week or a fortnight ago. Last week. A week ago. I actually Mm -hmm. didn't think the run a week ago was all that bad. But just I do think we want Throwdown out over the 2200 rather than the 2000 metres as well. I think the further we go, the better. So, uh, look, at at this point in time, I'm going to look for a bit of value and and probably just have something small. Sugar cane and hula hoops, both have been back this morning and now it's – She's felt good when I was going to say this a couple of hours ago, but now they've been backed a little bit and the prices are somewhat questionable. I've marked Hula Hoop 660 and uh, Sugar Cane 7 bucks. I think you're talking – what are we talking, BJ? About 11s and 9s at the moment, so – yeah, we're we're pretty shorter than yeah. But I'm yep. searching for a bet here. I'm searching for a bet. I'm not uh, I'm not doing that with any any confidence. But uh, hula hoops on top for me. Okay. okay. Yep. 
I started my preview for this particular race saying a bit of a raffle to finish off a challenging day. As a result, I have landed on one of the punters' favourite horses at the moment, uh, Street Fair. Mm, that would be sarcasm for anyone that's unaware. <laughs> Street Fair honestly would owe me that much money. It's not funny. Um, I, I I told you people last start. I marked it a dollar seventy at Pinjarra. I know it's drawn inside. No, it'll get back. No, it'll find trouble. There is that much speed in the race, and this horse is going that well that I'm happy diving in at two fifty. I dove in at two fifty, and I hated myself for the next few weeks. So um, if this wins this, oh, just it can go and do one. Yeah, I. Uh I don't know. I felt like I was just maybe throwing darts at this stage of proceedings mm. last night, Terry. But um, Street Fair, beaten favourites last three starts. Absolute moral beaten two back behind <laughs> Artie's Jewels. That's the biggest I, understatement I of think, all time. I think it had ex- excuses last start. Maybe maybe not on the right part of the track. Yeah, that rail was off. The rail was off. Yep. The horses that beat beat him home had momentum, whereas Mitchie Pateman opted to sort of duck and dive and save ground, which is fair enough because he did draw three and he was sort of sort of um, playing the percentages there. But I think I think the run was better than perhaps it reads, um, being a beaten $2.10 favourite. The thing that I like about this setup for Street Fair is that Troy Turner will ha- – Goes on fifty four kilos. Troy Turner goes on. That's uh, Mitchell Pateman can't can't make that weight. But um, he's got no alternative from gate thirteen but just to ride this horse cold. And I think that that's the best way to ride Street Fair. Everything's going to be happening around and in front of uh, Street Fair in the run. There's there's a bit of tempo through Mark's in and, and Uncle Lino. I'm expecting a three wide line, maybe even a four wide line. Um, as can happen in these middle distance Belmont races. Troy Turner just ha- doesn't have to move on Street Fair early, can just get, can just pick, you know, pick his way into the race, hopefully get on the back of something to take him into, into contention. Saved up with a full head of steam down on 54 kilos. Street Fair, if, you know, he's, he's got the closing speed to make things really interesting, I think. And uh, he's uh, open up around the $14. There's a bit of $12 around at the moment. I, um, considering the, 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 the SPs he's been going around in lower grades at Pinjara recently, I think, um, I think that's about right. So each way in the last street for Jagsy Turner, Brett Pope. Jagsy Turner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Well, I, uh, I hope you lose that race. Uh, you know, you, I you won't know, be having anything on. I don't think Street Fair looks like a stayer, but I, if, if it does win, I'll – yeah, I, we'll get someone else to record next week. <laughs> you, I think so. I might, uh, I might sit it out. It did, but, what about when Freedom by Choice won the other day? Yeah, I'm positive, I really like, I'm positive I love Freedom by Choice's first day run, I'm actually. positive you've tipped Freedom by Choice uh, on this podcast before yeah. in town. It's off. Oh, sorry, Freedom by Choice isn't impossible here, actually. And I reckon that last week's run, the idea would have been to top it off for the one week back yeah. up for today. This would have been the target for Freedom by Choice. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly not impossible either. I said there was four chances. Though. That's probably a lie. This is this is a um, it's a very open race. There's four horses I'd consider backing is probably what I should have said. Um, exchange yeah. is good. The bet fair exchange is going to be very, very interesting. interesting. Yes, yeah. very very interesting. But uh, for me, hula hoops um, on the back of a strong leader. I like that. I like it when you know you're going to get a horse that's going to bring you into the race, especially with no rain around, and we can have a little bit more um, confidence. The rail will be playing nicely, and yeah, we don't often go wrong with the Justin Warwick stayer over a, a journey. Okay, Terry, it's time for our Betfair Best Betting 
proposition of the day. Now you've you've outlined a few horses that you wanted to attack. I think there was four major four. ones. Yeah. What, what have you settled on for the listeners? What's your there's, very very best? There's very little between them. Uh, the four of them, as I said, I'm hoping leading girl gets out to. Uh, I'm not going to be attacking unless we see the two dollars fifty. That was going to be the best, but at the two dollars ten, I don't like tipping one as my best when it's not currently at my price. But I'm going to probably surprise myself a little bit. We'll go with eliminate. Um, I just can't see anything else in that market. Expecting good elevation second up from an already big performance first up. So eliminate, I've marked 280. You can still, um, we can shot well above that. Very good. My Betfair best is Regal Council. Um, we both spoke quite glowingly of him during the preview. Looks the right setup for him. Third up, Mitchell Pateman back on board. I reckon it's the day for Regal Council. He's my best. He missed out by a lip in my best. I reckon it was a three-horse photo with eliminate Regal Council and leading girl. And uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's hope we combine for those four. That'd be nice. That would be Might nice. Have something on the fourfold. What are we talking there? Enough. Big. Betfair SP. We love those four together. We should see some hundreds plus. I reckon. Big, so. big, big. Now. Can we keep the uh, momentum going with our Maddies? Terry? I think we can. I, I think we can. Um, I'm going to have to go with. Um, well, I think there's a couple of probably in the last two races. You can probably find some some real good value in races that don't have a, uh, a huge amount of standout runners. But um, we will go with race number. Was it race three? All on black. Yeah, the the taparoo. Uh, just give it a little bit of a tapper, tapper, tapper. So, Brody Kirby. Um, if we're if we're talking chatter session two seventy and overthought six bucks, um, New Amsterdam in the market as well. Then uh, anything can win. This is a glorified uh, midweeker at Northern. So um, I think all on Black's been stiff all campaign since knocking off Wardian, who um, who is a maiden with some uh, future. So all on Black for me. Easy, uh, easy Maddie selection this week. All right. My Maddie is, uh, comes up in the get-out stakes, race mm. nine. I am going with number nine, scintillating. Now, I reckon this horse is just about uh, ready to run a race. Uh, doesn't win very often, but Brad Parnham on from a low draw. Sometimes in these raffle races, Neville Parnham horses rise to the occasion. They just have that that feel to them and uh, around about the $23 around uh, available at the moment. Probably, Scintillating um, is my maddie. And I think on that point as well, we probably need to give some credit to Peter Nucky for getting held up for the majority of the straight in the six-horse field as well because <laughs> yes. um, that's pretty difficult to do. So, uh, yeah, good. I actually, uh, I think that's uh, not impossible. Don't mind that. Your, your record of the maddies is, uh, is uh, second to none at the moment, BJ. So, um, place. They all run third, don't they? Yeah. They seem to all run third. Yeah. Mm. Place heavy. Place, place heavy. heavy, yeah. Place so, heavy. yeah, scintillating oh, is well, my It's not 20 to 1 for the place, though. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say that. No. I don't oh. think there's anything 20 to 1 for the place no. all day, is there? No. No, it's been a while since we found one uh, at those type of quotes. Uh, anyway, so we're going to have a quick look at the Cool Gully Cup. I just wanted to quickly yes. touch so, on the race. Um, I haven't done the fall in depth, Lee, so... Um, we won't be throwing anything out too passionately, but um, uh, it's really interesting to see uh, Durant take come play with me um, uh, in that direction. Is this another one of those races where it is it's a, a max sixty-two? It is the max sixty-two. There yeah. you go. So look, I, I'm hoping personally that come play with me goes up pretty short in the market and we can take it on. Always happy to risk a horse um, fresh over a journey, especially with a big weight. First look at the track. 
from memory, um, first run back in the West after it's uh, obviously very successful uh, Eastern States sojourn. Um, but um, I'm expecting a horse like Missile Launch to appreciate having a little bit more weight off his back. A horse yeah. like Western Temple, who's been trained locally, should run a good race um, from the gate. Fair Scenari can continue to improve. The map will be integral here. I haven't done any, uh, a deep map just yet, but um, Fair Scenari is a horse that just it just goes better. Very simply at um, at Kalgoorlie and carried the big weight last start so get a feel for the the pattern of the track um and then the, the two uh benny and dan pierce yeah. runners get in nicely as 86 and 85 raiders so um it's a cracking addition of the cool guardy cup but my my hope is that we see come play with me go up too thin and we can bet around him Early, early leanings, Western Temple? Early leanings, missile launch probably. Okay. Uh, early leaning. Western Temple, yeah, maybe West. I don't know. It just the, the, the non factor with Western Temples really um, is the major well, concern. Yeah. But I do think the stable uh, and the jockey will learn a lot about the horse. And from barrier three, I think they'll probably cuddle, cuddle, cuddle and look to sprint from the 250 um, rather than sustaining a run as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be very much market-orientated for me, but they'll be the two my, uh, that are dominating my early thoughts, BJ. Yeah, yeah, I think if he's going to win one, for the new stable with the Fernie Yard. This is the race for the Western Temple. Yeah. I'm expecting uh, back on hopefully a firmer, more even uh, Kalgoorlie surface. Lord help me run, dropping in weight, winkers on. I reckon he can be a big improver as well. So, but early, early leaning for me would be uh, Western Temple. Poor last start, wasn't he? Lord yeah. Help me run. Yeah, that's the only reason he was sort of not mentioned there. So. Yeah, but Western Temple has got the, I mean, no Massimo in this. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's going to get the right run. Kiriul rides Kalgoorlie very well. Um, he's going to get his chance. Does. Yep. Locally trained track as well. That's that's probably integral for, for Western Temple and, and Peter Fernie. So should be going very close. And, and did you say there's going to be a fixed odds market available for the Cool Goody Cup? I believe we'll Friday see something on Friday. Lunchtime. Yes, I'm believing yep. around on Friday at some stage around then we'll see something coming out uh, for that. So we can uh, have a look and uh, decipher it and then obviously play late on Betfair. Exactly. Exactly.